Welcome to Cincy Reform. This is Pastor Brandon. And today's devotional, I wanted to um, do a devotion from a book that we probably have all neglected and probably neglected because we just didn't know what to do with it. And that is the Song of Songs or the Song of Solomon. And I wanted to do a devotion uh, kind of really focusing in on Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 15. But for context, I'll read from verse 8. Um, from verse 7 to verse 17 for context. Hear now the reading of God's word. I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or the does of the field, that you not stir up love or awaken love until it pleases. The voice of my beloved, behold, he comes, leaping over the mountains, bounding over the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag, Behold, there he stands, behind our wall, gazing through the windows, looking through the lattice. My beloved speaks and says to me, Arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come away. For behold, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth, the time of singing has come. The voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig tree ripens its fig, and the vines are in blossom, and give forth fragrance. Arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come away. O oh, my dove, the clefts of the rock, in the crannies of the cliff, let me see your face, let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. Catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that spoil the vineyards, for our vineyards are in blossom. My beloved is mine and I am his. He grazes among the lilies until the day breathes and the shadows flee. Turn, my beloved, be like a gazelle or a young stag on cleft mountains. Thus ends the reading of God's holy word. And in this section, the bride is adorned for her beloved. Uh, we're getting the sense that it's... Uh, the time is just about here. The time is is coming when her and her beloved are going to be together. And you know what, what's interesting is throughout the book, there's this kind of uh, this command that comes uh, kind of on a um, repeat. There's this command that is repeated, and that command is do not stir up or awaken love until. It is time, until the proper time, until it is appropriate. And when is it appropriate to stir up and awaken love? Well, that would be within the context of marriage. And I think the Song of Songs is is painting for us this kind of ideal marriage, you know, as it was designed by by God. And as marriage was designed by God, we're told in Ephesians chapter 5 that uh, marriage is a picture of Christ and the church and that relationship that subsists between Christ and the church. But here, here in the song, we're seeing this kind of this idealized marriage in terms of this husband and this wife. And so they're not going, going to stir up love until the appropriate time. But here in our section, we're starting to get the feel that it's just about here. It's almost time. And then in verse 15, 
It says, catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that spoil the vineyards, for our vineyards are in blossom. Um, so there's there's this warning that, that's given here in verse 15. Uh, catch the foxes. These foxes are going to come in and spoil vineyards. Well, what is the vineyard? Uh, the vineyard in the Song of Songs can represent the female body, the woman's body. It can represent her virginity and the love that s- subsists between her and her uh, beloved. And so there's the vineyards are in blossom, meaning they're ready. The vineyard is ready for her beloved. But these foxes could come in and do damage to the woman's body, to the the vineyard that is in blossom. The foxes represent anything that threatens the vineyard, anything that, that's going to threaten that love between her and her betrothed. It could be... Um, Perhaps a sly young man is going to come in with his smooth words and try to violate the vineyard before she's able to be with her beloved. And so uh, there's foxes that she's saying, catch the foxes for us. They're going to spoil vineyards. Uh, In the ancient world, foxes were seen as sly, sneaky, cunning things that would sneak in and would be so cunning in their speech or cunning in their ways or whatever it is. And they come in and, and eat the grapes and eat the, the fruit of the vineyard and just destroy it. And so you know, foxes are seen in this very negative light. And so again, it could be these young men who perhaps might be vying for her love. It could also be perhaps something even more sinister Sadly, in this fallen world, uh, we've heard or experienced ourselves um, ways in which foxes can violate vineyards in terms of rape, in terms of being molested by a loved one, being sexually assaulted, and so on. There's just horrific things that have happened to people in this fallen world. And so these foxes are anything that is going to threaten the vineyard. One commentator said, the appeal to catch the foxes is plural. This could simply be a rhetorical plural, a wish addressed to no one in particular, However, given the community that hovers in the background throughout the song, it may also be an implicit appeal to others, such as the daughters of Jerusalem, to help the couple maintain the safety of their vineyards until the time is fully ripe for them to cross the wall and come together. And here I think we're reminded of of, uh, how we can communally help each other and spur each other on toward purity and chastity, uh, being on the lookout for predators and foxes, uh, but also from uh, destroying our own vineyards and not not keeping our own vineyards as we ought to. Uh, the, The community can kind of help spur us on. And what's interesting too is I think that 
throughout the song, there is that repeated command of do not stir up, do not awaken love until the appropriate time. That appropriate time is in the context of marriage, and so we have that that exhortation, and the Bible is filled with exhortations of not to be sexually immoral, not to fornicate, not to have premarital sex, and or sex outside of marriage. And you know, we're given so many uh, exhortations to avoid those things, and those are good exhortations. We need to speak those exhortations to one another. But what I love about the song is that it couples not only the kind of negative exhortations, do not do this, do not stir up, do not awaken love until the appropriate time, but the song uh, paints for us the ideal picture of what it of what intimacy and love is supposed to look like in the context of marriage and it makes it beautiful and it makes it awesome and it makes it uh, something to strive for it makes it something to look forward to and i think that's a helpful example for us as we're thinking about uh, you know raising children or speaking to young people and oftentimes we we you know we rightly exhort them you know don't awaken love until it's time. Don't have sex outside of marriage. You know, maintain purity and chastity and modesty and so on and so forth. Uh, but sometimes, if that's all we say, young people can get a maybe a uh, an odd view of intimacy. You know, if if they're told throughout their lives, don't do it, it's bad, don't do it, it's bad, don't do it, it's bad, then they get married and they're thinking, well, I wasn't, am I supposed to do this? this uh, isn't it? Isn't it bad? Isn't it yucky? And there's this, this negative connotation to it versus what the Song of Songs is, is putting forward as this awesome thing that God has created, this heightened thing this this intimacy that is so beautiful and so great and so grand and you should abstain now because it's so awesome later uh if 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 that was the vision i think perhaps uh we wouldn't have so many young people you know growing up well it's bad it's bad it's bad and then then they get married and they're thinking well am i allowed to 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 do this thing because all my life I've been told that that it was bad instead of being told hey this is really awesome this is really good God created it good it is uh, something that is experienced within the context of marriage and so don't awaken love until it's time because when it's time it's going to be so great now that's uh, uh, I think a different message than only the negatives and that's something that is balanced I think by the Song of Songs but um, you know, sadly, again, we live in a fallen world, and so vineyards get broken. But even when that happens, God offers us renewal and a chance at rebuilding and a chance at having vineyards again. Too many, I think, have had a kind of all-or-nothing view where they say, well, you know, I'm going to maintain this vineyard and then something happens. Maybe somebody came in with smooth words and took advantage of you or violated you in, in some way. And there's this kind of sense of, 
well now now I'm unclean now everything's broken now I'm I'm ruined or something like that but that's not where God ends this that, that that's not where uh, God leaves us yes he says maintain the purity maintain chastity and and modesty and uh, and and wait until the time is right yes do that and yes community help help young people to maintain this and help us to have pure vineyards this is great we love this. Uh, but sadly, again, vineyards are destroyed. What happens when vineyards are destroyed? I was listening to a sermon on the song of, of songs, and the the pastor was, was giving a, a very helpful message on this point by saying that even when our vineyards are broken, even when maybe we've sinned and allowed ourselves to get into a situation where we shouldn't have of gone, maybe we allowed ourselves to give in to temptation. Um, maybe we were violated. Somebody violated us. Uh, he he ended with uh, great hope in that vineyards can be rebuilt. It's not an all or nothing thing. It's not a well. Now it's destroyed. So I I guess uh, I guess I, I shouldn't maintain vineyard anymore. No, vineyards can be rebuilt. And yet there's an interesting parallel elsewhere in Scripture in Hosea. And in in Hosea chapter 2, some have noted kind of the parallels with what Hosea is saying and then with the Song of Songs. In the context of Hosea chapter 2, Israel has sinned. They have went after other gods. And God uses the picture of adultery when speaking of idolatry. So going after other gods is like going after someone else who's not your spouse. And so God is using this kind of adultery language uh, throughout Hosea chapter 2. And punishment is coming upon Israel because they are worshiping uh, the Baals and, and other, other false, false gods. And God said in verse 12 of chapter 2, he said, And I will lay waste her vines and her fig trees, of which she said, These are my wages, which my lovers have given me. I will make them like a forest, God said, and the beast of the the field shall devour them. So interestingly, uh, in in verse 12, he talks about... uh, the vineyards, the vines, and God gave Israel these vineyards and these vines, but they've associated the vineyard in in verse 12 with their lovers, with those that they're committing this adulterous relationship with. Israel is saying, no, these are my wages, which my lovers have given me. So here it was a good gift from God, but they're attributing it to a false god. And so what does God say? Well, beasts are going to come into that vineyard and devour it. And then in verse 13 of Hosea 2, And I will punish her for the feast days of the Baals, when she burned offerings to them and adorned herself with her ring and jewelry and went after her lovers and forgot me, declares the Lord. And then in verse 14, Therefore, behold, I, were, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. So there's this switch between verse 13 and verse 14. Um, up until verse 13, chapter 2, has been talking about the punishment that God will bring to Israel. 
But then in chapter, uh, then in um, chapter two, verse fourteen, it switches to God is giving hope now. Even though he's going to bring punishment, even though uh, Israel broke covenant and uh, went after other gods and is going to incur the covenant wrath of God, yet God is not going to leave them. God still loves Israel. Even though Israel played the harlot, even though Israel went after other, other gods, other lovers, as God put it here, even though Israel was doing that, God still loves Israel. And so verse uh, 14 and following, he has a message of redemption, but he is going to redeem them. He says again in verse 14, I'm going to allure her. He's going to woo her. He's going to woo back Israel, bring her into the wilderness, speak tenderly to her. And then here in... In Hosea 2.15, we have some imagery that parallels Song of Songs 2.15. And it says, And there I will give her her vineyards, and will make the valley of anchor a door of hope. And there she shall answer as the days of her youth, as the time when she came out of the land of Egypt. And so, you know, God is speaking here about restoring the vineyards. You know, all the vineyards that the beast devoured can be rebuilt. And so I think that, you know, as we go back to thinking of the Song of, of Songs, and we think about the message of um, intimacy within marriage is this grand thing that God has created. And it's so great that we should not stir up love until it's time for that great thing to happen. And, uh, but again, foxes invade, and sometimes we let, let the foxes in because we've given in to temptation and sin. Sometimes foxes sin against us and invade. And so, whatever is the case, vineyards can be rebuilt. Uh, there can be a, a making clean again by the grace of God. And so as we're thinking about um, and so as we're thinking about the message of the Song of Songs, let us be encouraged that God is the God of grace, the God who restores, the God who rebuilds, the God who lets us start anew again, the God who puts his spirit into us that we might walk in newness of life. And he offers that newness of life to us. And you know we shouldn't say, "Well, I'm too far gone. It's 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 too much. I've uh, violated the vineyards way too many times, or they've been violated way too many times." No, no. In Scripture, God can renew. God can can redeem. And so, as we're thinking about shepherding young people and um, shepherding our own children, perhaps let us put forth this vision of how great intimacy within marriage is. Let's exhort them not to stir up love until it wakens, not to have even a hint of sexual immorality within the church, but because of this great vision given to us in the Song of Solomon, that intimacy is, is, a, is a great thing. And because it's great, we ought to hold out until it's time. And we should not allow foxes in. And the community should help us not allow foxes in. And the community, and, and we as well, should try to keep foxes out. But even as we sin and let foxes in, even as people sin against us and violate our vineyards, we should look to God 
who can restore and renew our vineyards, bring back the blossom. And then in God's timing, unless you are called to a life of singleness and devotion to Christ and His church, but in God's timing, we can hope for what's written in Song of Solomon, chapter 4, verse 16. Let my beloved come to his garden and eat its choicest fruits. This is the end result, is it not, to finally be with your beloved. And again, some are called to a life of singleness. And you know, the Apostle Paul says that that is a, a great service to Christ's church, to have someone who's whose attention is not split, but whose attention is fully on Christ and the church. And so as you know, a person who is called to a life of singleness, either by, um, by choice or by providence, as we look to the Song of Songs, or the Song of Solomon, we can be reminded again of that marriage supper of the Lamb, a future consummation that we see in Revelation chapter 19 when Christ and the church are finally wed and we enter the new heavens and new earth where there is no sadness, no tears, only righteousness dwells and we can hope for that day. So beloved, let us keep the foxes out but know that if they do come in, everything can be rebuilt. Amen.